Hello everyone and welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast where we're taking a forward look at what our speakers are covering at upcoming Knowledge Group events, where this time we're turning our attention to executive compensation strategy design and implementation in 2019. We're going to be going live with this event Wednesday, December the 5th between 12pm and 2pm Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be joined by Stephen O'Brien, a President, Shareholder Value Advisors Incorporated, and Daniel Ladin, a founding partner of Compensation Advisory Partners. Their information, along with all of the information you need to sign up and listen to this event, will be found in the description box, along with the code PODCAST25 to get 25% off your first webcast registration. PODCAST25 is the code you need, found in the box down below. Let's turn things over to our speakers now. My name is Steve O'Byrne. I'm the president of Shareholder Value Advisors, and uh, I'll be a speaker at the Knowledge Group's uh, December 5th um, um, presentation on executive compensation um, strategy design and, impl- and implementation. Um, what I'd like to do is take a few minutes and uh, tell you about uh, um, the topics I'm going to cover. Um, and uh, um, let me start by saying that uh, Almost all companies are convinced that their executive pay programs align management and shareholder interests and achieve the three basic objectives of executive pay, um, providing strong incentives to increase shareholder value, retaining key talent, and limiting shareholder cost. Um, but the actual pay data tells a very different story. When we look across S&P 1500 companies, we find that relative performance explains only 11% of the variation in relative CEO pay. Um, My presentation will explain why company perceptions of alignment are so misguided and what companies need to do differently to achieve high alignment. Um, Companies and their compensation consultants have a distorted view of pay alignment because they view pay at risk as a proxy for alignment and don't realize that even with 100% of pay in equity, um, that doesn't provide high alignment when a company has uh, a competitive pay policy. Now, What's the problem of, with competitive pay policy? In other words, the policy of providing competitive target pay regardless of past performance. The problem with that is that targeting dollar pay and translating it into shares creates an inherent performance penalty. Poor performance leads to more shares, whereas better performance leads to fewer shares. For example, if market pay is a million dollars and the stock's at 10, you need 100,000 shares to provide market pay. But if the stock drops to five, you would be giving 200,000 shares. And if it rose to 20, you would be giving only um, 50,000 shares. The result of doing that is that um, you can get very different pay for the same cumulative performance, and there's little consistency between cumulative pay and cumulative performance. Now, companies and their compensation consultants had a better understanding of the history of executive pay. They would realize that the modern approach to executive pay sacrifices incentive strength and alignment to provide easier management of retention risk. In the first half of the 20th century, um, executive pay plans were based on value sharing, sharing an economic profit. For example, General Motors' plan made total incentive compensation equal to 10% of profit above a 7% return on capital. Plans like that create strong incentives, but they make it difficult to retain key talent in periods of poor performance due to market and industry factors. Starting in the 1960s, companies started to shift to plans based on competitive pay targets, um, but they didn't appreciate how much those plans undermine incentive strength and alignment. 
Now, in the last part of my presentation, I'll show what companies need to do to achieve high alignment. They need to measure incentive strength and alignment um, using an, an analysis of relative pay versus relative performance. Um, they need to understand that the proper measure of retention risk and shareholder cost is the pay premium at industry average performance, not a competitive position target that's independent of performance. They need to understand that there are perfect pay plans that can perfectly align relative pay and relative performance um, with a perfect correlation and a zero pay premium to industry average performance. And when they understand that, they'll uh, um, realize that um, perfect pay plans differ from conventional pay plans in three uh, ways. First, target pay is market pay adjusted for trailing relative performance, not market pay regardless of uh, past performance that um, performance share vesting needs to take out the industry component of the stock return. It doesn't leverage a measure of operating performance. And then finally, the time horizon of performance measurement is an executive's career. Cash paid out prior to retirement needs to be treated as a draw against the ultimate value of the executive's performance shares. So that gives you an overview of uh, my presentation. And then our other speakers will be continuing to explain approaches to executive pay that better align management and shareholder interests. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. Don't forget the event's going live Wednesday, December the 5th, between 12 p.m. and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going to be recording this event as well, should anyone not be able to make it, so please feel free to register. Once again, the details are down in the description box down below, along with the code PODCAST25, 25% off that first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you there. Take care. Bye now.